Evening everyone. Evening everyone on Zoom. Tonight I'd like to say a few words about um, uh, our experience of self and experience of other. And it may seem like a rather circuitous way of getting there. But I want to talk about um, quantum physics first. Uh, The ideas are not new to me, but um, I've been reading a lot more of it of late and immersed in it. And uh, as you would um, know, perhaps from your own understanding of quantum physics, the basis of it is before quantum physics, we thought there was um, uh, like atomic matter, like uh, atoms and so on. And they were the stuff of the universe, like they were things, like very, very minor, small things, but but they're solid things. And through quantum physics, they discovered that what look like particles are actually wave particles. They're waves and they're particles at the same time, which is really hard for our brains to get around. You know, we think in very linear kind of waves. So anything, any object in the world from a, from a modern physics point of view, um, a cushion, this, me, it's actually empty. It's just a field of energy. Mm-hmm is what it is, yet it solidifies into a particle. So I'm on this body, right? iPhone's the iPhone, you know, um, the house is a house, car is a car. So everything at the one time is, is a vibratory wave, right? Kind of without a form, empty, to use the Buddhist word. And yet at the same time, it has a form and it can shift energy through becoming a wave. And the other, the other um, mind-blowing thing about this is that when they research this, depending on the type of attention that the scientist has in, 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 in observing the phenomena, um, it can, if you observe it in one way, it can be observed as a particle, and if it's paid attention to in another way, it's a wave. So it's like human beings with our consciousness live not as outside kind of observers to a world, a reality out there. We're actually participatory observers in our experience and in creating our reality. Now, this is mind-blowing, really, in a way, um, but, but modern scientists tell us this is, this is the nature of reality. Um, the old version has been disproved. The things are just solid. And I wouldn't be the first person to have said this. Many, many people have said this before, um, that it's really synonymous with the Dharma view. Um, and if you take the Heart Sutra as an example, it says all the way it repeats itself through the beginning um, that the, the, the um, Bodhisattva saw into the em- emptiness of every construct and, and realised that emptiness is form. Now, this is where it's really important to clarify this. The the Heart Sutra is not just saying everything is emptiness. It is saying emptiness is form, and form is emptiness. Emptiness is form, form is emptiness. It says it over and over again for emphasis. And it's very important if we're to understand our lives, you know, and to understand the Dharma and life as we experience it, that we don't get stuck in this idea that everything is empty, 
right? It's like, it's, it doesn't, it's not common sense, really. Because here we are, we're all human beings. We don't all go home to the same address after this. We go home to different addresses. We all have different lives. We all live in different bodies. We all have different experiences. So there can be a tendency sometimes to just confuse everything as oneness or emptiness. And it dismisses the idea that there is oneness and differentiation. There is emptiness and there is form. The poor old left hemisphere of the brain, which works in black and white, can't get its head around it, right? But the holistic part of your attention can hold this what this experience together, what appear like two opposites, can be held together. And that is the nature of, of reality, as we see it now, through the eyes of modern science and through an ancient tradition like, like Buddhism. Now, to bring all of that to the idea of having a self, you know, or not having a self, like no self, self, etc. Again, it's it's a kind of misleading view of Buddhism, which you hear some people stating that you that you're a no self. Well, that's not what the Heart Sutra said. It's kind of saying you're a self, you're an emptiness, but you form. You're you're a thing, and yet you're just a vibration of energy. Right, your pattern of energy that somehow holds together in a pattern, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so we, it's important that we do have an experience of self, but it's not a fixed thing. You know, it's it's a process, it's a stream, it's a flow. So it's not something fixed. It's something flowing all the time. Like a, a good analogy, like they use in Taoism is a stream. Our sense of self is a stream. You can't, you can't sort of put a slice into the stream and say, oh, that's that part of it, because it's all one whole. Mm-hmm. So when you practice meditation and you practice the Dharma, one thing that basically transforms for everyone as you mature in the practice is that you have, you have a sense of flow or to use the old um, Buddhist terms, which I don't like the language, but that doesn't matter. They, they refer to people who are enlightened as stream entrance. Right? It's like you, you become the stream. And through meditation, it's not so much concentration is really the essence of it. We concentrate in order to enter the stream. And being in that flow of life is really the the essence of Dharma practice. It changes everything mm-hmm. when you when you enter that flow and you and you're in that flow more constantly through through your life. It's quite a quite a, a shift for that to occur. So you can think that there there is there is in a sense it is valuable to think that there is a self and another. And one way of thinking of it, a lovely analogy, is like when you've got a, a magnetic field, like you've got you've got a positive and a negative field, like a north and south pole, and you need both. You need both of those opposites, you know, for the, for the sense of self and the sense of other to come into existence. Just like you can't have life without death or pleasure without pain, whatever. So it's kind of like they're a coincidence. Self and other are kind of like a, a coincidence of opposites that come together. Um, when the um, Ukrainian war broke out, 
Um, and I mentioned in a previous Dharma talk, I wasn't entirely comfortable with some of the Buddha's responses to it. One of the ones I wasn't, I couldn't quite work out why I felt uncomfortable about it. But it's a well-known um, Zen teacher in, in the United States, Joan Halifax, um, who wrote a piece when the war broke up and said the, the problem with um, human beings is that we have this sense of um, otherness. You know, and if we, we didn't have this sense of otherness, like we were all kind of one, um, then we wouldn't have wars like this breaking out. But if you look at the Ukrainian war as an example of this, the problem was there wasn't enough sense of otherness, right? So Ukraine used to belong to the Soviet Empire and they, most of them speak Russian. So you're not other than us, you are us. You're, you're part of our empire. You know, there wasn't a sense of individuality or otherness out there at all. That was the problem, right? Their autonomy, their, their independence was not recognised. Right? So it's kind of a... It's not true Buddhism to say that there is no other or other is the problem, you know, or that everything is one, you know. We need to be really clear that there's this coincidence of opposites happening all the time. Self and other, you know. We can't exist without one another, like the magnet. Oneness and differentiation, emptiness and form, wave and particle. Um, that is really um, expressing um, what I believe is the, the true nature of what the Buddha intended to convey in his teaching. And it has a, it's not just a philosophical thing, it has relevance for the way that we live our lives because if we don't have a sense of self and other, then we can intrude on others. We don't, we don't respect the boundaries of others, right? which is very important. We don't have a sense of human rights necessarily because we don't, we don't acknowledge the diversity of experience. You know? um, and uh, so diversity, differentiation is just as important as what oneness is. And what happens, there's a way anyone's talk, what happens when you do Dharma practice and you have more of a sense that your sense of self is a flow or a, a pattern? Um, you don't become fluffy, you just kind of become more... Actually, in psychological terms, you have a stronger sense of self. Mm -hmm. I haven't met one Zen teacher in my life, you know, um, I've met many of them. I haven't met one Zen teacher who I wouldn't say had a strong sense of self. Like they seem grounded in their body, grounded in their experience, they're upright in their bearing, they don't seem to be pushed and pulled around by other people's ideas. They're, just, they're grounded in, in experience. If that's what a sense of self is, well, so be it. That's what we're moving towards. So, to to deepen, you know, your insight into the Dharma, which is to deepen your insight into how you experience life. Um, what comes with fruition as, as you practice is this, this, this more um, grounded sense of being. And it's there because, to come back to the reading we did tonight, because we become grounded in the body. 
instead of fluffing around in ideas and concepts and so on, we're grounded in the body. And if we're grounded in the body, we're grounded in experience. And that what, that's what makes all the difference. Um, we experience ourselves as whole um, rather than bits and pieces of things. And that's one of the, um, the problems with modern li- living is... Um, the psychiatrist um, Dr. Ian McGilchrist keeps pointing out um, that I'm reading. The problem with our modern culture is we, we get we get bombarded with these ideas, reductionist ideas, all just bits and pieces, like we're bits and pieces of a machine put together. And it creates a very distorted sense of what we are. It diminishes what we are. Because what we are is a, is a whole, not just a collection of parts. So... In summary, when you practice the Dharma, in paradoxically, um, you, grade it, you get a, a sense of self and other where you value the otherness of the other and you value self at the same time and you see that they go together, they're not in opposition.